Welcome to A Word on Teaching, a podcast that explores learning and higher education. I'm Susan Hall, Director of the Center for Teaching and Learning at University of the Incarnate Word. And I'm Kathy Bataro, Director of Instructional Technology Services here at UIW. Today, we are talking to UIW's Medical Director, Dr. Shailen Reddig, about managing stress in challenging times. Um, let's go ahead and get started. Um, you know, even though the situation with COVID seems to be getting a lot better, many of us still feel very stressed. What's going on? Yeah, you know, the situation uh, currently, it's improving. You know, the numbers are definitely going down, but it's still here. It's still having an impact on our lives. And, you know, it's that level of uncertainty that, that causes stress in individuals. You know, what is going to happen next? You know, last summer, we got to a point where it looked like things were about to turn back to normal. And then since that time, we've had two waves of uh, Omicron, one Delta, excuse me, two waves of COVID, one Delta, and now Omicron. Um, And people are just kind of wondering, like, when is this going to end? When's the next one going to happen? So that uncertainty does cause a level of stress. And one way I like to explain it is, you know, you're at, your, at home and you look out the front door, it's bright and sunny, but then you look out the back door, you see rain clouds and thunder. You know, do I take my umbrella? Do I still go on my activity? Um, and, and so you're kind of caught in between. And what I tell people now, you know, this is our fourth or fifth wave, um, however you want to describe it, but we kind of know what to expect now. And so if we, not if we have another wave, when we have another wave, we should know what to do by now. <laughs> and so hopefully that creates some level of, okay, we're prepared for this. We know we may have to pivot. We, ne- we may need to make adjustments. And so that does provide some certainty as to what to do, but still there's that uncertainty of when or if it's gonna happen again. Uh, Dr. Reddick then, speaking about uncertainty, are there things that uh, we can do that will help us deal with uncertainty? Yeah, move forward with your lives. You know, if if you had plans, the key is to, all right, you know, I set my goals out for this year, or maybe it was a year or two ago, uh, is to to set those goals and and then set out to achieve them, whether it's a family vacation, whether it's getting in shape. um, You know, it's very important to just lay it out there and then take the steps, uh, you know, to, to, to achieve those goals. And that's really the best way you know, as we as we said in the past, you know, how do we push back on COVID? Is we, you know we move forward with you know with our lives. Right, right. Oh, that's good to hear. Very good to hear. That is good news. Um, can we move to the classroom for a minute? Um, in these uncertain times, are there some factors we should consider when we're making decisions about how to manage a course? You know, in a classroom, I, I think the key is to to be neutral in your discussions uh, and not to interject your feelings within the conversations. Um, you know, as we've dealt with the past two years, people have their various beliefs, you know, when it as related, you know, to COVID um, and, and that can create uh, tension uh, in conversations. And so the, the key thing in the classroom is, you know, just to be careful in, in, in describing COVID, remain neutral, but also give people hope that, you know, we will get through this and, and, and there will be uh, some sense of, of normalcy. And I use normalcy lightly because, you know, what that means moving forward is still unclear, you know. It, it seems to me, and, and 
faculty members say the same thing to me, that we simply have more student angst about, you know, things that are just routine parts of teaching, the late papers, you know, the, the cat eat my paper, uh, all of that kind of stuff. But there seems to be more of it. And it seems to be a little bit more emotionally loaded. Um, you got any tips for us? Go with your gut feeling on that. You know, if you feel something is not right, you know, if you're, you're concerned, you know, take the time to, to reach out to the student. Sometimes simply acknowledging, you know, hey, I see something different in you. Um, one, they're like, hey, you know, my teacher, uh, my faculty member really is, you know, interested in me. They're looking out for me. And many times that opens the door for them, the student, uh, to express their feelings. Um, and, and even if it's not the faculty handling that, at least they know the next steps and say, hey, we need to, I know who can help you uh, in this situation. Uh, so, so definitely, you know, they're, they're with the students, you know, a few times a week, they, they know their body language. And like you said, all right, we're seeing papers being turned in late, maybe the work is not being done. Um, you know, instead of just giving a grade, take that next step and just say, hey, I, I've noticed a change. And, uh, you know, is there any way that I can help? I think that's important. And then, you know, once they, they kind of reach out, once they notice those little kind of red flags, how would a faculty member, what are, what are bigger red flags that, that might, that might send, that might make the faculty think to send the student to behavioral health? What are, what would you suggest there? Yeah. So we know that uh, COVID uh, has had a significant impact on the mental health uh, of our students, everyone, uh, as well as our faculty. Um, so some of the changes may be subtle, as you just discussed. It may be not turning in their assignments, maybe incomplete work. Uh, and again, taking that step to, to acknowledge that you will, again, open the doors for other issues uh, where, where other issues may be identified. Um, but also, again, that, that body language um, with mask, it is tough to, to get facial expressions, uh, but, you know, walking uh, in the hallways or outside, um, or even encouraging other students to say, hey, you know, here are the signs and symptoms to look for, you know, mm -hmm. sleeping more, I'm tired, I'm not motivated. But if you also see that in your classmate or someone else, you know, feel free to reach out to us so that we can help. Right. That's, that's, that's a good idea. The peer kind of the peer, uh, um, because peers will notice those kinds of things as well. And, and to have, if a faculty would say in a class that, you know, that's everybody can maybe reach out to somebody if they see someone struggling. Yeah. Um, and just but, know that, you know, it's confidential. It, there you, know, you go. Just, right, right, right. You know, so, Hey, you know, this is confidential, you know, we'll take it through the appropriate steps and it always remains uh, conf confidential. Even if say you refer to behavioral health services, you know, behavioral health services will reach out to the student, but they won't identify who made the referral. Right. Okay, and that's then, good to know. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. And, and then the student has that option uh, to accept uh, sure. or, or decline services. Sure. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. So you mentioned faculty a minute ago. Let's go back there. What about faculty? I, I don't know that we're just doing so terrifically. Yeah, and uh, you know it's going to be important. Um, again, you know, 
to train your staff to identify those early signs. Um, you know, in a, in a meeting, you may notice a, a staff member being a little bit more argumentative, <laughs> uh, right, right. you know, a little bit, a little bit more snappy, or maybe right. they're disengaged. Yeah. And so there can be subtle symptoms that we would see in our students as well as our staff. And I think it's important, you know, in those staff meetings to have a time to say, all right, you know, let, let's, you know, here's a time where we're non-judgmental. If you have anything on your chest, let's let's let it out there. If you're having any issues, you know, put it out there, um, and uh, and really create a space uh, that that provides support, you know, to the to the staff, which I think is important. And then I think our leaders within the departments, you know, checking in every so often, you know, just kind of regular check-ins, you know, to say, hey, how are you doing? But no, really, how are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, let's talk. So that's going to be uh, crucial. Yeah, very, no, very good. Right. And now that even makes me think about myself. Now it's not always about me, but sometimes I internally, because it is true. You just see subtle changes in yourself a little bit. And I think, well, I I didn't used to be like that, but there is some, some COVID things. I I, I don't want to blame it all on COVID, but you get tired. Kind of like you said, you know, it's just tiring. Um, uh, so if somebody wants to know more about dealing effectively with stress, what should, do you have any suggestions for us reading, viewing, uh, anything that, that uh, the listener might be able to, to uh, yeah. check out? Yeah, there's some uh, great sources. Um, and one that we use uh, frequently is uh, WebMD, which oh, will actually Love it. Um, be our, um, our employee wellness program is actually changing to WebMD as a resource for our employees uh, to be able to utilize not only for tips on stress, but nutrition and other medical uh, issues. And that'll be coming uh, this summer, but they have a great um, article on the 10 tips uh, relating to uh, managing stress. Um, It won't be anything new. (laughs) <laughs> meaning that's that, fine. you know, we, we've heard it all before. When you go yeah. to the doctors, they say, eat right, sleep right, take care of yourself. Uh, but the key is, you know, you know, when we talked about on COVID and how we haven't been doing the things that we, we've wanted to do, we've got to push back, we've got to set goals and we've got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only way that we're going to get through this is, all right, let's talk to talk, but we're also going to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. No, that's per- that, that's perfect. And honestly, you could just think, okay, there's 10 things. I'll do one. Yeah. And, and maybe yeah, they're, maybe one. they're, they're not new, but, but just like, if you think, if you think I, okay, this, I can do the one thing. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and then maybe, maybe I can do thing, the second thing later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, pick one thing that you, you, you think that you can uh, uh, achieve and mm-hmm. achieve in a timely manner. And if I had to, to tell people one tip, is to make sure you're getting rest and you're sleeping. <laughs> That's, that, <laughs> that is my one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, even if it's, all right, I'm going to, you know, try to sleep 30 minutes more today. And then, you know, maybe kind of increasing that the next day. That That's, uh, rest is important. Yeah. You know, while we're sleeping, our body is cleansing out toxins. It's clearing our brain. And, and when we get rest, uh, we just function better. Right. And there's actually a recent study that came out that said, yes, rest is important, but also the consistency is important. I thought it was okay. very interesting. So going to bed at the same time every day and waking up at the same time. 
So okay. that consistency is, is crucial uh, in our body recovering physically as mm -hmm. well as mentally. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, a minute Thank ago you. you mentioned walk on the walk, and um, it reminded me that I think you have a walking group. Um, <laughs> and I think uh, emails went out about that. Is information for that posted someplace? Or you want to you want to do yes. a well, announcement uh, right now? Great segue. So that uh, <laughs> you know, on the sports and wellness page, uh, they have not just walking group, but tons of other activities uh, mm -hmm. that are going on. Uh, and it's specific for employees, you know, not just their mm -hmm. students. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we started our lunchtime walks last fall, uh, and we had planned to resume them at the start of the new year, but for safety reasons uh, with COVID, we bumped them back, but we will <laughs> resume those starting next Tuesday. So there'll be Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, from 12 to one, and we meet in front of the Sports and Wellness Center or Severa Wellness Center and we will mix up the, the routes. We have some great walking trails uh, in the back of the school. Mm -hmm. And we do some mm -hmm. walks through the campus as well. And we take about, you know, 40 to 50 minutes, a nice stroll. Uh, we do a lot of talking, getting to know one another. And uh, of course, getting some great exercise in. So we, we ask folks to join us out there. And right now it's over the lunch hour. But in the future, as the, the numbers grow, we will move it to different times of the day to accommodate people's schedule. So I, this, this we can totally cut out. I'm expected to have this cut out, but, 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 you know, when you, but when you walk, so there's the, there's a piece, there's this um, thing, it's called um, forest bathing, and it's really more of a Japanese term. So it's when you walk in nature and there's a chemical released in your body. I don't want to get too sciencey here, mostly because I can't. I don't know the toxin. <laughs> I mean, not, not the toxin, but the, the chemical that's released. Uh, but, but honestly, for me, that's what I think is really cool about UIW is you can go on those trails and you're, you can almost, you're in nature, like you're among trees and that kind of thing. And, and it's different than walking on cement and sidewalk. Um, so so I, it's a treasure. I don't know if there is any, I'm not sure about the science on forest bathing, but honestly, we have the opportunity to be among nature in the middle of a city. On our campus, so I, I think we're very lucky. No, That's and there, there, I believe there is there are some articles uh, there out are. there on that. Mm -hmm. And you're right, mm -hmm. just walking in nature, mm -hmm. uh, it, it just changes, you know, your environment. It changes your perception. It changes mm -hmm. just the way you feel. Yeah, it does. It know? absolutely does. Yes. And um, you know, so so it's different. Is hey, you go to New York City and you take a walk down the street. That's definitely different <laughs> than when you're taking a walk yeah. in a nice nature mm -hmm. area mm -hmm. and it just brings a level of uh calm calm you know calm That's and focus and mm -hmm. um and it's really soothing so i love i love you know i'm glad uh, scott leblanc started the walking group again and i enjoy going out there and really it just it changes my afternoon it's almost like this boost of energy mm -hmm. that i get that makes it helps me through the afternoon and then I sleep better too. <laughs> oh, shoot, shoot. It's all weaves together. I know the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, yes. <laughs> we have one question we like to always end our, inter end our interviews with. Um, so Dr. Redding, uh, who is the teacher in your life that you'll never forget? Oh man, so I love teachers. I love educators. Um, and that's a tough one because I can think of four that pop off uh, the top of my head, Mrs. Jarbro, 
uh, just for being so loving and cheerful and just brought a wonderful mood to the classroom. I could think of Miss Evans, who was a bit of a, she was more strict, kind of more of the disciplinarian, um, but she taught us, you know, that discipline that's needed uh, when we're dealt with the task and, and you know, completing assignments. Uh, Mr. Ramos uh, was a, a wonderful person. He just, he loved us. We, we just knew mm. he loved us and yes. he wanted us, he wanted to see us succeed. Then even to the point he followed us even after, you know, our grade. And we would go back to him and say, hey, you know, look what we've done and thank you for your motivation. Uh, and I also remember my middle school coach, uh, I call him Coach K for short. And um, I never forget the phrase he told me. He said, Shaylin, one day you're going to be a superstar. Aww. He didn't say in what. <laughs> he just said, you're going to be a superstar. And I tell you, that phrase when I'm down, when I'm struggling, or, you know, things aren't mm -hmm. going my way, I remember uh, what Coach K says, and he says, you know what, I'm going to be a superstar, and so I've used that uh, throughout my life uh, to, to deal with challenges, and also just to, to, to reach my goals, and um, so I have multiple teachers, and most, in, in some way or another, uh, they've had just a wonderful impact uh, in my life, and I just mentioned four, uh, but those are others, but um, you know, Coach K in that statement um, to this day just brings Aww. a smile to my face and yeah. motivates me. And, um, and you know, that, that, what that tells me about those teachers is that it's important that we also give back as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those teachers, they make a commitment uh, for, for us to grow. You know, um, you know, I'm a physician. I was able to uh, go to business school, but I don't get there without teachers without teachers supporting me along the way, without teachers saying, hey, Shaylin, you're slacking off a little bit. <laughs> you know, I'm expecting more out of you. Um, and, you know, without them, uh, I wouldn't be where I am today. And, um, and I think for me, it's important to give back to the younger generation because mm -hmm. of them. Well, what a great ending. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Dr. Reddick. And um, you were a superstar in this interview. Agreed. <laughs> Well, thank you all. And thank you all for what y'all are doing for the university. We appreciate you. Yeah, very good. Thank you so much. Take good care. Thanks a bunch. All right, bye-bye. Okay. The podcast, A Word on Teaching, addresses classroom issues in higher education. It is jointly produced by Instructional Technology Services and the Center for Teaching and Learning at University of the Incarnate Word in San Antonio, Texas. The producers are Kathy Bataro and Susan Hall, Adela Gott provides technical support.